All right, we're going to hear a few testimonies. So those of you, the two of you that are going to give testimonies, you and head this way. The rest of you, don't sit down yet. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I've got a bunch of people still coming. Hey, so uh, your assignment is to be friendly for a little while before you're seated. So go ahead and say hi to the people around you, then you can be seated. And there we go. <laughs> job. So I just want to plug for just a minute. We just have two testimonies and baptisms this morning, but a little later in the morning during the next service, we've got, I think, seven baptisms happening. So when you're uh, at home, you might want to tune that in and listen to the testimonies and watch those as well. But right now, Chris is going to come over and share his testimony. Everybody say, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello, everyone. Hello, my name is Chris, and here's my testimony. Since I de dedicated my life to Jesus, I feel joy in my body. Now I treat my mom and dad with love and respect. I used to not understand Christ when I was little. I understand it now because I learned more about the Bible. I want to live my life as Jesus did, by doing something nice for everybody who needs their day cheered up. That's awesome. Caroline. Everybody say hi, Caroline. Hi. Okay. I have always known Jesus. My mom would take me to Bible study. It was at Bible study where I learned about Jesus and how he died for my sins. I accepted Jesus' gift when I was three. 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 And he, and even though I still do things that make God sad, he is changing me every day. I want everyone to know that Jesus died for me and everyone else too. Good job. All right. So those two are going to come around over here and get ready to be baptized during the next a song while we're worshiping. So, <laughs> so I forget what I was thinking about because <laughs> somebody's hollering out to daddy. Okay. Um, so, a couple things that you may want to know when they get up, and we will, we will, you can watch here, we'll also get their pictures up on the screen typically so you can pay attention. But when they get in there, uh, the pastor or leader that's helping to baptize them will ask them three questions. So when they're talking, they'll basically ask them, do you believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world? And they'll answer, and then they'll ask him, but is Jesus also your personal Savior? And they'll answer that question. And then the last thing will be a question about lordship. They will ask, are you going to live your life the best you can, trying to obey God and honor God with the rest of your life? 
And then they'll answer that question. And then they'll take them back in the water and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Make sense? So let me pray. And then we'll continue with this. So Father, we pray a blessing on these two this morning. We also extend that prayer. We pray a blessing on everybody that will get baptized today. And we pray that you would solidify this salvation experience in their life. We pray that it would be a great spiritual experience, that they would never forget the day that they publicly declared that you are their Lord through baptism. And it is an honor, God, we as a church, as a church family, we just acknowledge that it's an honor to have your activity among us where you're changing lives, changing hearts, bringing hope, all those good things that you bring. In Jesus' name, amen.
and stuff, I just want to uh, clarify something that often becomes clear when you hear simple testimonies. I was thinking about that because the, 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 the people who got baptized in this service are still pretty small, right? They're kind of little people. And what I appreciate oftentimes about younger people is it seems to be easier or more simple for them to just go, I want to live for God. It just seems more simple. And so I just want to clarify with those of us that are not so young. It's really not that complicated. It shouldn't be that complicated. Sometimes, you know, when we get older, you know, like well into our 20s, 30, 40, 50, and we've heard a lot of talk about God, some of it's really confusing and some of it's really foolish. It tends to sometimes get feel complicated, but it's really not. There's a God who created you, God who created me. He created us in a wonderful way, but we tend to mess it up. It's called sin. And instead of God just forgetting about us and leaving us to our own sin and the consequences of sin, he intervened with his son Jesus to make a way for us to be forgiven. So the choice for us is, will I accept that gift and live for God? Like that's kind of the gospel. So if you've never done that, I'm, I'm not going to do an altar call now, or, but I'm going to say it's the most important decision you'll ever make. We talk about it regularly here at church. We're going to be doing baptisms this year every month. And so some of the reasons that we decided to do that was to just bring up more regularly an opportunity for people to respond to 
the simple reality that we need God and we should live our life for him. Does that make sense? So that said, uh, let's pray. So God, I pray for everybody. We th First of all, we thank you again for your activity in those young people's lives. And, but uh, we as a church family continue to ask for your activity in our lives. And if there's anybody here, anybody watching that's been confused, we get it. But will you bring clarity on our need and the opportunity to live our life for you to turn from selfishness and sinfulness and turn to you during the, the days that we have on this earth. So help us understand that. And it's been our privilege to try to honor you with some music and baptisms and with our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're going to invite those guys and gals ready to share their testimony to go ahead and stand up. Those getting baptized, stand up and come around, up around over here and gather on this side of the stage. Here they come. And Drew is first, and so Drew, when you get over here, not a rush, we got time. Drew, yeah, you guys can go ahead and gather over there. Everybody say hi, Drew. Hello. Nervous, obviously. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Center, liar, coward, <clears throat> afraid, thief, sorry, and thank you. My testimony is with these seven words. I'm a sinner just like everyone. I sin daily, and sometimes more than others. <clears throat> I'm a liar because I tell everyone I'm okay, doing fine, and everything is great. I'm a coward because I am not a man enough to say, Jesus, I need help. I need you. <clears throat> I'm afraid because I am scared to lose control of what I really don't have control of in the first place. To help you better understand what I mean, I will give you a examples. <clears throat> I'm a protective man. I feel it is my job to protect my family and friends. I say things like, if that person doesn't have anything to do with my family, I don't care. Don't talk to them. Don't talk to a strange man over there. Don't give him money. It is his fault he's that way anyway. Um, stay away from that person over there that could hurt our family. I uh, raise my voice at my children. I yell at them, hey, don't run in the house. Hey, don't scream in the house. Or why are you making a mess? Don't play a game. It's too loud or messy. Don't build a fort in the living room. It's too messy. And my wife says to the kids, when I do that, hey, don't have fun. And I get upset about it <clears throat> because it's not what I mean, um, but really it is the truth. I've hardened myself to the point where my heart is callous. And how much armor can you put on before you get weighed down and collapse? How long can you harden your heart before it crumbles? And your hardened heart <clears throat> crumbles all the good you have around you. Uh, for my jujitsu family, uh, it's like being in a brand new white belt that has never worn a gi and being underneath the mount of a black belt pressure. And you think you're okay and you lie to yourself. 
say, I'm okay underneath here. And then the next thing you know, you can't breathe and you're suffocating and you're panicking from the pressure. Please, please don't get me wrong, I'm not a terrible man. But I am a, I'm, I'm not uh, the man I, I want to be or God has planned for me to be. <clears throat> to the fifth word on my list, I'm a thief because I've stolen the joy and happiness from the ones I am supposed to protect and give happy home to. My hardened heart has made many simple things more difficult than they need to be. Just like loving and understanding or just listening instead of trying to control the situation with a cold heart and a negative attitude. For the sixth and seventh words on my list, to my wife and kids, <clears throat> I'm sorry for being a thief and stealing your joy, and I hope you can forgive me. To Jesus, I say I'm sorry, but sorry for not believing in, enough in you to say, hey, I give it all to you, and please heal my heart and heart so that I do not lose the amazing things in my life. <clears throat> the last word is thank you. Thank you to God, always first, and my family for never leaving me and never giving up on me. Thank you, to, thank you to that. Within the last two months, I've started my relationship with Jesus, and I feel my heart daily is being less and less callous, and more and more filled with love, kindness, compassion, and patience. I'm still a work in progress, but with Jesus, my amazing support group I have for my wife, my family, my amazing men in my Bible study, I love you guys and that I will become the man that I will need to be and that Jesus has planned for me to be. Thank you. Kevin, how many of you are glad you came to church so far? This is pretty good. Everybody say hi to Kevin. How's it going? It's a hard act to follow, guys, man. Uh, <clears throat> before I gave my life to Christ, trauma, anger, depression were like normal to me. Like it became an everyday like life. Like that's how I lived my life. Not for God, but for myself. And I got comfortable there and it, all, it, it became almost second nature. It was like I was living in autopilot of living for myself. And one day, you know, I got sick of it. I felt like I just, one day it just hit me. I was like, man, I can't keep living my life like this. And I came back to jujitsu, and it was like, it's like open arms there. You know what I mean? And when you come back to somebody with open arms and true love, and I was like, man, how, did, how is it that you guys like love like this? And they were like, it's all through God. And that's when I decided to come back, and I was like, you know what? This is how I want to live my life. This is how I'm going to live my life. So... That's pretty much it, and I'm here. Awesome. Come on over, Sarah. Everybody say, hi, Sarah. Hi, everyone. Okay, so I grew up exposed to God, but never truly experienced a life through him until darkness. In middle school, I was experiencing sin through hatred of who I was, and the pain of my parents' way of life. My mother was fighting through her own battles and my father was fighting his, both addictions. I thought God was punishing me for their sins. And because of this, I lied, self-harmed, and participated in risky behaviors. 
I found my way to Jesus in eighth grade, where I was invited in for a cookout and realized that I was experiencing this brokenness in my life due to not following and letting God lead. I got baptized in eighth grade. Now, ten years later, I'm getting baptized again. I then felt distant from God as I moved to several schools in high school and just wanted to belong somewhere. I'm here to t today to recommit myself to Christ because in the time I've been distant from him, I've noticed my life shift into someone I'm not. I've been unfaithful in myself and relationships, and I've grown selfish and materialistic. Ever since God has came back into my life, I have been kinder and more patient with myself and others. I have built a strong relationship with my husband. I have loved myself for who I am and forgiven myself for feeling shame. I have felt a love so great from him, and I plan to grow with him through him from this day forward. Everybody say hi, Robert. Hi. Um, I kind of rewrote mine because, like, uh, public speaking, like, cripples me. Um, <clears throat> but it starts, uh, we were close, like Sarah, uh, when we were younger, like, as a family to God. Uh, we divorced, but more from the church, not intentionally. Um, and it's just been a path of, I guess, trying to do it on your own since then. And I've been up, had highs and lows, and... I just realized it's empty without Jesus, um, and so I'm here today to recommit that. And That's awesome. Here. Awesome. Thanks, Robert. Come on over, Russ. Hey, everybody say hi, Russ. My name is Russ, and I want to share my testimony of my life. I've been sinning and carrying on my whole life. Always pray when I need to, but not follow through with living with the Lord by my side. He has always kept his hand on my life and family protecting us, but I haven't lived through to his word. I have recently started to study the Bible, and I want to the world to know that I am asking Jesus to be my Savior and for him to keep his love and protection on me and give me the wisdom to live a godly life and protect me from my sins and temptations of the world. I want to share the gospel with my family and friends and anyone who is in need of God's love. Since I've been trying to study the Bible, study the, the word, my emotional life is better at peace, and I hope to be able to fulfill my footsteps to try to walk with Jesus in my life, and I pray to that my example will resonate with my children and family and friends, that they will discover God's grace in their life. That's awesome. Everyone say hi to Mitchell. was abused as a child, even demeaned, and restricted to the point of my birth father telling me to be quiet when I would recite the sermon at the same instant that the pastor would say it. 
my father did all he could to pervert my mind and separate me from knowing Jesus. I've since suffered PTSD from combat in the Navy, several addictions, and even a suicide attempt. But a loving wife is strong with him. She prayed for him to help me. As such, on February 10th, 2020, I found the Lord. He's led me out of the darkness. He's blessed me with literary skills and brought me peace in the midst of the chaos. Today I fulfill my vow to the Lord to get baptized again, to reaffirm my dedication to him and his way. He is my life. He is my salvation. Thank you. Come on over, Davon. Everybody say hi, Davon. Good morning. Full of heartache, loneliness is what I felt. Hiding behind cheerful smiles, making others laugh. Depression and suicidal thoughts on my mind daily. I encountered Jesus at a young age while going through a life and death experience in school. Um, and then again in life after dark moments in my life when I got older. I was nine or ten when I first accepted Jesus as my savior after my grandmother's death. As I got older and wanted to know more about Jesus, I couldn't help myself from getting caught up in getting in trouble in school on a day-to-day -day basis. Fights, talking back to teachers, using bad language. And then one of my teachers suggested my grandpa to sit us down, we'll sit down with me and my brother and read verses from the Bible and try to explain what they meant and what we got out of them. Now that I'm older, I'm still growing to become a great man. I finally realized after three years of my coaches, John and Thomas McGuinn, telling me almost Every day, divine, you're special. And God made you that way for a reason. Uh, you're a good man, but with Jesus in your life, you, you can become a better one. Uh, now at the age of 30, I'm ready to fully accept Jesus as my savior.
so you guys can head back over here and uh, I'll tell you all what's about to happen. So uh, they'll all get over there and get ready to go up into the baptismal. When they get up into the water, uh, you'll be able to see them either straight shot or you can see them up on the screen. But you'll probably notice that the pastor or leader or mentor that's talking to them, they'll ask them a few questions actually while they're there before they get baptized. So three things that they'll ask them. First of all, they'll ask them, do you believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world? And then they'll answer. They'll also then adjust that question a little bit and they'll say, is Jesus Christ your personal Savior? And they'll answer that question. And finally, they will ask them some kind of a lordship question like, are you going to try to obey God and live your life the way he wants you to live for the rest of your life? And they'll answer that question. And then the team will baptize them. They'll take them back in the water, put them under the water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that is what is about to happen. You're free to, we'll have some music going. You're free to worship, just to watch, to celebrate. But it's really an important time. So will you pray with me before we move ahead? Father, we pray for, we're just going to name them all. God, right now we pause and just as a church family, a couple hundred people plus online, we pray for Drew and we pray for Kevin and we pray for Sarah and we pray for Robert and we thank you for Russ and we thank you for Mitchell and we thank you for Davon. For this moment, God, we pray your presence, your power. We pray for joy. We pray for peace. We pray that this would be yet another step in them becoming more like Jesus. We thank you for their walk so far and we ask your blessing on their life as they move forward. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey, all you wet people over there. We are so happy for you guys. We just are so happy for you guys. So before you're seated, let me just talk at you for just a minute. Some of you have realized this, but you may not have thought about the power of an invitation. Some of our lives have gotten really stupid because people invited us to do bad stuff. Anybody? Do I need to wait for you to respond, right? Remember that one dumb thing that that one person invited you to do? And if you could go back, you'd be like, why, I, I wish I never would have done that. On the positive side, oh, isn't it amazing when someone invites you to do something awesome? When, you know, the teacher says, invites grandpa to read the scripture. And, and so for most of us, we probably are aware of that. But there is power in an invitation. And there's no greater, power, no greater power than when God invites somebody to be their, their child, his, his kids, his son, his daughter. This story of a lot of these, five of these people getting baptized, it's about a group of guys that just invite other guys to study God's word and stuff. And so two things, don't forget the power you have to invite people to God and to know Jesus. And the second thing is, uh, if, if God is inviting you to be a son or daughter of his, you have a great opportunity. You'll know it if he's asking. You'll feel it in your heart. It may have resonated in the testimonies and you'll be thinking, man, I want what they got. That's God asking you and inviting you to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So you have a decision to make. Think about it. Um, let's pause and pray. So God, uh, we do pause. We just give a little gap here. In case you want to invite anybody to be forgiven for their sin and to live for you. So it could be there's people in the room or online. That's the voice of God. And all you got to do is say yes to him. If you do say yes to him, we'd love to hear it as a church. Um, after the service. Or let us know. We'd love to pray for you. So it's been our privilege, Father, to try to honor you, worship you, to see baptisms, all those things. It's been our joy to participate in Jesus' name. Amen.